Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode 20 of Movie Dumpster. Today we're talking about Uncle Sam from 1996, directed by William Lustig. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor. This movie is proto Maga McGraw. Welcome to the dumpster. Take a good look at me, soldier. You. for your country. You just kill for the love of killing. You're nothing. So just die. You say that, Connor, but the entire time I was watching this movie, I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> it is frightening. Yeah. But I think this movie piss off uh, people on extreme sides of both ends of the political spectrum. I'm really not sure where this movie is, is social commentary is supposed to be going. You know, towards the end of the movie, I feel like that's spelled out for you a little bit more. But for the first two thirds of the film, you're just kind of like, all right, they're making fun of super pro-government people, but they're also making fun of super anti-government people. Absolutely. And then it's that story of like, well, we used to do good shit. America used to do good shit, but now we don't do good shit anymore and the government sucks and what are we fighting everything for? Right. Yeah, America's not cool unless we're blowing something up. Yeah. And, you know, there's that whole part where, you know, Isaac Hayes, he plays a character in this film. He's like an old war veteran. He even says something to that vein, like, hey, you know, when we were fighting, you know, the communists like Mussolini and Hitler, like, that was something to fight for. And now it's like, what are we doing? Yeah, we're making up things just to go send people in to kill each other. Doesn't he just flat out come out and say, like, we went over there and fought for someone's oil? Yeah. No, he straight up does. And this is in 96. So you got to think, like, around that time, what was going on in the world? Yup. Scary thing to say. This was 22 years ago. I can't fucking believe I just said that. It's still going in that direction. Yeah, exactly. We're in the same fucking spot. But I was expecting a hokey slasher movie. And what I got was something that kind of gets uncomfortable at times. It gets real uncomfortable real fucking quick. Especially with one of our protagonists, Jody. <laughs> Get that kid away from me. I don't want to be in the same building as that kid. He's such a little asshole. Like, this kid, not only does he have something wrong, like, his rationale throughout the movie fluctuates. And for the first, like, three quarters of the film, he's like, I- I'm going to grow up and join the military because my Uncle Sam is a is a great guy who fought the wars. Yeah, his name's Uncle Sam. Fucking suck that, you know, think about that one. Yeah, friendly fire. Sam Harper is a decorated war veteran who gets shot down in a helicopter by friendly fire and is killed three years ago <laughs> for uh for a three-year-old crispy corpse he looks fantastic yeah he's fresh out of k and effects man that's what he looks like this guy sam harper dies and he's a decorated war veteran and he comes back from the dead on the fourth of july a la jason from part fucking six and starts killing motherfuckers that don't like America or make fun of America. This is Donald Trump's wet dream. See, that's the plot for the first 30 minutes of the film. And then it just kind of, the script kind of just goes, well, I'm doing it for this reason now. And now I'm doing it for this reason. 
And it's like, what the fuck? Pick a fuck. What the fuck are we doing? Look, we got Bill Lustig and Larry Cohen teaming up for this again. Uh, so William Lustig is the director of the original Maniac um, with Joe Spinell. Whoa, really? Yeah. And he and Larry Cohen, if you don't know who Larry Cohen is, which you should, uh, he's the man that's responsible for the stuff and cue the winged serpent and it's alive and all of those wonderful films. Hey, man, at least once in your life, you got to eat shaving cream. <laughs> We may have to do that one. Oh, that movie is something. None of the panache from Maniac is present here at all. No. Maniac is uncomfortable, but Maniac is uncomfortable in, a, in an exquisite way. It's scary. It's a scary film. But this is their fourth team up. They also did Maniac Cop together, and they did Maniac Cop 2 and 3. And then after those three films, they made Uncle Sam. And that's when the wheels fell off. Boy, what a way to what a way to end things. Yeah, what a way to go out, right? It opens up in Kuwait. The helicopter's down. Sam Harper is burnt to a fucking crisp in this helicopter, and he's shot down from friendly fire. A very, a very, a very growly voice man shows up and starts bossing someone around. Yeah, there's Teddy Roosevelt standing. He's standing there, and he's explaining how, oh, it's friendly fire. This stuff happens in war, and there's, like, some, like, fucking you know, lower rank guy, like, looking over the body, he's like, oh, this is kind of fucked. He's like, you sure this was friendly fire there, Sarge? And he's like, yep, that, that's it. Case closed. This kind of stuff happens in war. Just deal with it. <laughs> so this poor fuck goes up to the helicopter, and Sam is riding shotgun, and he, like, wakes up. Now, he's burnt to fuck, and he, like, wakes up and grabs this dude and just lights him up, and then with his last breath, he's like, yeah, just a little friendly fire, and then he fucking dies. Well, first, he grabs this poor dude and breaks his neck. He twists his head all the way around. With one hand, by the way. With one hand. He's already very dead. And then he takes his pistol from his belt and shoots this poor dude through the chest like seven times, and the bullets go through him and hit the growly-voiced man, and they're both dead. Yeah, he, he gets Teddy Roosevelt by shooting through the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> So that's how this movie opens. And then he makes a quip and he goes back to sleep. Yep. We're not even told that why or how he comes back from the dead. We're not given Jason Voorhees lightning bolt resurrection. No. We're not told that he's possessed by the spirit of vengeance or some shit. Or he's been bitten by snakes or anything like that. Yeah, he was bit by a radioactive American flag or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> We will fucking get to that whole resurrection sequence because it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Uh, this is also one of the first very weird panning shots in the movie where the camera just decides to pan from the helicopter to these dead bodies and then back to the helicopter and then just slowly fades out for about 30 seconds. Yeah, and then the opening credits. Uh, to the merit of this film, most of it is shot pretty well, actually. The lighting is good. Uh, the cinematography is good. No, I would agree with that. I mean, I'm kind of making fun of the pans because there is a few parts in this movie where this the camera lingers a little bit too long, but I don't know if that's just in the editing. Otherwise, I would agree. I feel like this is an, that's an editing problem. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, all 90s slashers look and sound the exact same to me. Like, all of them look like they just they fell off Jason Goes to Hell's shoulder. This feels more... 80s to me but it's a little bit slicker as far as the the filmmaking goes so from the credit sequence we are introduced to this little shithead jody so. <laughs> he is a little shithead he looks like mark from home improvement <laughs> <laughs> uh? 
I could talk for an hour about how creepy this little bastard is. First of all, he's constantly got this, like, 2% grin going. His eyes are sunken in with dark bags under them. He's got a Damien stare going on the entire film. If you put me in a room with him by myself, I'd call the police. He's a piece of wood with a bowl cut. And the budding spirit of a serial killer, okay? Jody is scary. He's got his priorities all fucked up. So he's sleeping and he like knocks a picture over of his Uncle Sam, the same Uncle Sam that died in the helicopter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uncle Sam. Like, I get what they were going for, but fuck. <laughs> Could you get any more ham fisted? I mean, here we go. This is genuine disappointment. So he's sleeping and he like reaches out and like knocks his fucking picture off his dresser. And he, like, gets up and steps right in the fucking glass and then goes into his mom's room. He's like, Mom, my foot's bleeding. I need help. He breaks this glass. It breaks off into, like, massive, like, you could kill someone with one of these pieces. He steps out and goes, eh. <laughs> That's a Bruce Willis diehard-esque foot wound. You're not limping anywhere. You're bleeding out onto the carpet. Oh, yeah. So he limps his way into mom's room. And mom's like, what? This woman is so tired of this kid's shit. <laughs> She, like, wakes up. She's like, what is it? What now? (laughs) And he's like, I hurt myself. She's like, I bought him a Ninja Turtle. And he's like, no, more guns, more planes. Return it. I need more army men. I need a Destructo from G.I. Joe's. Yeah, that's all this kid has in his fucking room is just army toys. Yeah. Which, I mean, I get it. Some people are into that. But, like, it's kind of overkill. It's a little creepy. Maybe in, like, the 50s. You know what I mean? Or the 60s. Right, right. She's just like, all right, for God's sake, sit on the fucking bed. I'm going to go get some moit. And then he just starts rapping to her. He's like, I had a dream about Uncle Sam, Mom. And she's already turned off. She's like, who fucking cares about Uncle Sam? Like, just forget about it. He's gone or whatever. She's like, Uncle Sam is a six-foot bag of shit. Stop bringing him up. Oh, my God, he is. Well, I also want to note that this dream he has is just a fucking video clipping of, like, some parade of soldiers and shit. And it's all, like, in black and white and grainy, like, television footage. He's like, I had a dream. (laughs) like what fucking kind of dreams is this kid having fucked up ones she goes against the ointment she's like all right your foot's fine you may bleed out but go to bed go away (laughs) just go away mom is tired she needs to go to bed and you need to cut your shit and go the fuck to sleep quite frankly when this scene was happening i thought it was in the morning and then she's like go back to bed i'm like what do you mean it's it's 10 a.m look at the lighting So so then we cut and we and we're introduced to her sister, which we don't know is her sister yet. Well, it's not her sister, which I was very confused about until about the last forty minutes of the movie because they look almost identical. That's right. You're introduced to the woman who you've been misgiven for mistaking for the previous woman. Yes. When I was watching it, I was so confused, and you know, maybe this is on me, I guess, but Connor just kind of said the same thing. They look incredibly similar. No, they both look like someone who wants to speak to my manager. They're both blonde, they have the same haircuts and everything. So she's dropped off at her house by deputy dog (laughs) let me tell you something about all the men in this fucking movie yeah they are desperately trying to fuck both of these women throughout the entire film and it's fucking disgusting yeah this guy's a little handsy this is uncle sam's wife the deputy i guess is seeing this woman she doesn't even know sam's dead yet so she's been diddling this dude for the past three years while he was at war boy what a winner this guy is oh my goodness and Come to find out, he, like, knows the history. We'll get into that a little bit later, but he knows the history of this woman. He's, like, touching on her, like, forcing her to kiss him and shit like that. And she's like, look, I'm going inside. He's like, oh, I, you know, I could come inside, you know, if you want. She's like, you're on duty. He's like, well, I get off for an hour. I can come back. What do you say? She's like, 
motherfucker, no. And then she gets out of the car and leaves. Remember the bus driver from Hocus Pocus? Bobbo, Bobbo, I'm in trouble. He is, this dude is like, what happens if that sentence came to life? Yeah. Pretty much. He has no respect for personal space or anything. He's a scum. And the sad thing is he's supposed to be like kind of like one of the good guys in the movie and he's still a shithead. He gets it good though. <laughs> yeah, he does. That's probably my favorite sequence in the movie. <laughs> it's a good one. So from there we cut to the all night fucking deli where Isaac Hayes has his room above. It was like that whole scene there just to like introduce that character because he's important later because like all he really does, I mean I guess you get a little bit of story about him talking about all the last one from my platoon alive. Well, yeah, no, what happens is he's in red lighting and he's Marlon Brandoing himself just sitting there and he's just like, the horror. He's got some PTSD going on, but there's also like a visual story element here where you see it's, there's these two brass balls and it's like, here, since you just got blown off, it's like a little note on it. It's like, since you just got blown off, here's a new pair, Sam. So that's how he knows Uncle Sam. Right, right. Wow, Sam, Sam's a big old dickhead. Uh, he's worse than that. And, you know, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but just Isaac Hayes, his name's Jed. He was kind of like a father figure to Sam. He basically, you get the impression that he feels like he fucked up in the way that he tried to, you know, point Sam in a certain direction. Yeah, he like glorified the stories of war to Sam in like heroic ways. But the problem was Sam was just a fucking maniac to begin with. He, like, the whole reason he signed up to be in the military is because he wanted to kill shit. This guy's totally fucked. Sam's the kind of person who has no business being in the military. No, but those are the exact kind of people that probably sign up to go fucking kill people just because. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. 100%. There's also, like, a quick scene when uh, Sam's wife, her name's Louise, when she goes inside after the Officer Dickbag drops her off, there's, like, this sergeant there. Oh, yeah. Who has been just waiting at her house? I have been creeping around. I am here to tell you your husband's dead. I've been here for six hours. He's at her house, but he's not, like, just standing at the door. He's, like, off to the side, and he, like, comes up behind her and scares the shit out of her. He's like, hi, your husband's dead. Bye. (laughs) No, not even. He's like, hey, your husband's dead. Wanna fuck? You sure? I got a hotel room, which he actually says. Fuck this guy. He's such a scumbag. They're all fucking scumbags. And his fucking name, I think, was, like, twinning. Twinning my balls. How about you you come to my place and twin twin my nutsack? (laughs) Oh, your husband's dead. That's why I came here. I'm sorry. I'm going to come diddle you for your husband. I just assumed if your husband was dead, I could just fuck you, you know? Yeah. He says later, he's like on the phone in his hotel and he's talking to somebody. He's like, yeah, I'm going to fuck her and I'm going to fuck a sister-in-law. Yeah, he's like, oh, I signed up for this gig. He's like, ah, oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> What is he called? Morality support or some shit. And he basically tell her, he's like, yeah, we're going to have his rain shipped here. Cool? Cool. Bye. Yeah. Here's your dead husband in a box in your house. Bye. This will do great for that uh, not nephew of yours that's, you know, developing very poorly. Oh, my God. So now we kick into daytime. And this little kid is like, is he reading a comic book that he had drawn himself about his Uncle Sam? No. Uh, That's the way it looks. That's the way it comes off. He's play acting it out. And I think he's just like interjecting his uncle's name into the scene. But it's definitely just like a military comic. I didn't know military comics were even a thing. 
And I'm like, I'm one of the comic book guys. I, I wonder, and I, I didn't look this up, so I could be totally wrong about this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were used as like a recruiting tool. For sure. Oh, 100%. Like, I collect chick strips, too. Like, when I find them on the ground, those horrifyingly uh, over-the-top religious propaganda comic books, those little horizontal pieces of shit. Oh, yeah. I'm sure after there's like really horrifyingly over-the-top uh, military propaganda comics, too. I got your military propaganda right here. Join the army. <laughs> Buy war bonds. <laughs> yeah, buy fucking war bonds. <laughs> basically. Buy yourself an ammunition crate. Invest in some war bonds. Oh, let's talk about this fucking ammunition crate. So the sister-in-law comes over and she's like, all right, Jody, get the fuck out of the room. I got to tell your mom something. She's like, Sam's dead. And then you're like, oh, Sam's dead. Because we don't know that he's a fucking scumbag yet. And we're like, oh, yeah, Sam died. And she's all broken up. She's like, oh, thank Christ he's fucking dead. Because I can't take this motherfucker. Because apparently this guy was doing some awful shit to his sister and his wife. Yeah, he was like a drunk fucking abuser. He, like, would abuse these women, like, sexually and, like, just physically and verbally. This guy's a fucking nightmare. I just want to know where Jody's passionate worshipping of this dude comes from because I'm not sure even his mother says like look you were too young to remember this guy so I don't know where you're getting these images and thoughts in your head that he's some sort of like you know badass Captain America hero yeah basically but he has like a note uh, that Sam had written Jody and it's like yeah Jody you know blah 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 anybody who pisses on America is a piece of shit and should have their butts kicked Love Uncle Sam. Oh, yeah, that I remember. Great lesson to teach an elementary school student. Yeah, like, when did he get that letter? When he was, like, five? He's like, I couldn't read it for the first couple years, but I know he loved me. (laughs) Or something. He always smelled like booze. I always thought it was a peppermint. Oh, those were his schnapps. (laughs) He always was nice. Yeah, so the kid overhears, and he's like, oh, my God, Uncle Sam's dead. So he decides to take out this munitions box from underneath his bed and bring it to school. That right there, this is where I was, I, my mind was made up. I'm like, no, this kid doesn't belong in schools, in public. He belongs nowhere. It's not okay. But to be fair, there's no, there's no bullets or anything in it. But however, he brings an ammo tin to school, which I don't care what you put in it. If you brought an ammo tin to school now, the building would get shut down. Oh, forget it. He not only brings an ammo tin to school, if <laughs> he brings an ammo tin to school and stops class and tells everyone how his uncle was blown up in Kuwait. Yeah, what the fuck? All right? Unprovoked. He just stops and goes like, my Uncle Sam's died in Kuwait. He raises his hand and the teacher's like, yes, Jody? And he's like, my Uncle Sam died in Kuwait. He was a war hero. And he's like, okay, that's great. And he's like, oh, yeah, I I taught your uncle when he was a boy. My uncle's dead. You want to see all his medals that I brought to school? And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. Okay, bring it up here. Let me just call the guidance counselor real quick, and you could tell him all about it. So he shows everybody the medals, and he says all the shit, and then they have, like, this back and forth about how the teach was, like, part of Vietnam, and he, like, was against it because they thought they were fighting for, for no reason. And the kid is like, Uncle Sam, you guys said you guys were a bunch of pussies, and you ran away. I'm not saying you're a pussy. I'm just saying my Uncle Sam said you were a pussy. Bye. The guy's like, okay. This is the kicker of the whole thing because the guy's like, all right, everybody check out your math books and turn to page 59. And I'm like, this is a fucking math class. What What? What just happened? Why did this kid open his fucking mouth? This wasn't even show and tell day. This isn't history class. We're not talking about the 4th of July or any wars. Also, just a quick note. Why the fuck are these kids still in school on July 1st? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> 
Good question. I mean, I get that some schools do go like more of like an all year kind of thing, but it was just an odd thing. But there's like yeah, it's like a four day weekend surrounding July fourth, like in public schools or not? Yeah, whatever. All, all that happens, and then Jody goes back to his desk with this fucking ammo crate. The 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 teacher's like, well, the president said, you know, we got to go to Vietnam, and a lot of people thought that that was just a waste of life, and we didn't agree with that, and that's why we protested. And and Jody goes back to his seat, and he said, I'm gonna join the military, and when the president tells me what to do, I'm gonna do whatever he says because he knows what's right. Oh. What if the president told you to kill your whole fucking family? I do it because I'm Jody Harper. He loads a Beretta. Man, I'm sure. I'm sure adult Jody Harper is like. I think Donald Trump could shoot someone in the head and not lose any voters. <laughs> It's just like that scene from American Gangster. Ten hours later, he's like, I made some poor decisions. Yeah, so this is the Sergeant Scumbag's fucking uh, hotel visit. Uh, we cut to him, and he's like, yeah, so then I tried to fuck the sister, and now I'm going to fuck the other one. And I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm going to bang both of them before you even blink your fucking eyes. <laughs> it's literally there for no reason. Yeah, it, it doesn't go anywhere. No, it just stops, and then we cut back to... The coffin being brought in. Yeah, the mother's house, and the two guys guys uh, arrive and they bring the coffin in and then Jody gets home from school and he's like I wanted to help bring in Uncle Sam and she's like get the fuck away from the coffin all right you creeping me out <laughs> you creepy little bastard I hate you yeah and she's like oh my god I got this piece of shit dead brother in my fucking house where's his dad they don't really tell you anything about that there's like a little piece of it later but not really oh he was like an alcoholic and then like never came back home or some shit like that like he left oh my god no wonder why Jody's the way he is yeah well that too so he had to look up to somebody he even says that he's like he's like everybody in my family's loses except sam that's why i love him he's a hero that kid needs to adjust his bar his father left and he went and had another family and then he had tool time made <laughs> <laughs> and now he sees them on tv every day <gasps> he's like oh, i wish my dad was al you know tim i think you should take that dead body out of your parlor <laughs> My brother-in-law, though. He's got to go ask Wilson for some advice, like over the fence. Wilson's like, I would take that zombie out of your house. Zombie? Uh, not bye, Tim. <laughs> Wilson's back there loading a fucking machine gun. <laughs> a cannon. He's gonna go all Fanducci on Uncle Sam. You know something, Tim? When a family member comes back from the dead and he's possessed by a demon of war. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta take him out with a cannon. You'd best burn that corpse, son. So then we get the scene where Sally. Uh, now also has a boyfriend uh, named Ralph, and he's like some kind of schmarmy lawyer. Yeah, he's a real shithead, too. See, here's where that double standard comes in, because it's like, well, your government's a piece of shit. Right, because he's talking about, because he comes over for dinner, and he's saying how, oh, yeah, you know, I really will pull one over on the government. He's like, yeah, just, you know, you put so many pieces of paper in front of them, and they just fucking give up. And the kid's like, you cheated? And he's like, no, I'm just smarter than they are. <laughs> Anytime anyone says anything remotely negative about the government, this kid, like, loses his fucking mind. Pro tip, don't avoid your taxes. We all know what happened to Wesley Snipes. Yeah. So he, the kid gets, like, upset about politics. He gets so upset that he doesn't want to eat his dinner and goes upstairs. He gets so upset that he goes upstairs and plays with his toys and pretends to kill Ralph. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're dead now, Ralph. And the kid, right before he goes up, his, his mother's like, don't, you know, turn the TV off by 9 o'clock. He's like, I'm not watching TV. I'm in mourning. And 
and I'm like, what? Yeah, I I don't like to say I hate children. I hate this kid. He's a fucking asshole. Well, you know, he's it, the whole thing is I guess he's upset about his uncle, but like you guys have said, like he barely knew the guy. Exactly. That's why I'm like, okay, I, I, I understand you're upset, but like the only thing you remember about the guy is the things that he gave you in a picture. You know what I mean? Right. Like he only has his, his awards and, and a note. I am less afraid of part five Tommy Jarvis than I am of this kid. <laughs> That's saying a lot. I don't know, man. He could snap at any moment. Don't fuck with him. Don't creep up on him. <laughs> wait, wait, who? Tommy or Jody? Tommy. Oh, Jody, I mean. Hey, Jody, you want a chocolate bar? I got an extra one. Paul Walker? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking guy keeps popping up all over the place. So now it's just Ralph and Jody's mother at the dinner table. And he's like, hey, you know, maybe he'd like me better if, uh, you know, you showed more affection for me. (laughs) And it's like, dude, what the fuck? She even says, she's like, uh, Ralph, like, what the fuck are you doing? There's a, my my dead brother is in the other room. Every guy in this movie is like a Tex Avery tongue rolled out on the table, fucking panting wolf with a yellow tuxedo on. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, like, get the fuck out of here. I was just waiting for Kaminsky to walk into the fucking picture. Oh, your brother's dead. Oh, hi. I brought my Zagnite. But you could see it. You know you could see it. I've been waiting for Sam for seven hours. My dick is hard. Your husband's dead. Why don't you follow me into the next room? Can I tempt you with a Zagnut? I want to compare your husband's penis to my Zagnut. You. I am uncomfortable. Kamisa's going to leave calls on your answering machine. You better watch out. Where you been, Connor? Oh, no. I will throw my phone into the river. So the next morning, uh, they're having like a memorial service for Sam. Ralph's there and a bunch of other like yokel locals. And Jed walks in. He has, like, kind of a little bit of a back and forth with uh, Jody about, you know, the military. Is this the Phantom Pain conversation? Which I could not stop laughing because have you guys played Metal Gear 5 yet? Yes, one of the best games ever. Yeah, I could not stop thinking about Kaz and how he doesn't shut the fuck up about his missing limbs for 20 hours. Yeah. Snake, my arm's missing. I can still feel it. I don't know. I was kind of into that, but I get, I get where you're coming from. Like, you know, you hear that kind of shit all the time for people that lost limbs. Oh, yeah. In that game, it's, it's under the uh, filter of Kojima writing, so it's ridiculous and hilarious. And this is just Isaac Hayes going like, yeah, sometimes I can still feel my legs. Yeah, he's like, he's like, want to come outside? I'll show you my wooden leg and the kid's like okay so they go outside and i'm like why so then this is where they have the uh the heart-to-heart talk isaac hayes thinks it's his fault that sam's dead because he filled his head with heroic war stories and he tells us to jody because jody's like i can't wait to join the army and isaac hayes is like motherfucker no you're stupid like don't you this isn't this isn't glorious. Like you, you're going for no reason, just to die. Listen to me, child. You're dumb. Yeah, nobody wants to be there. Stupid fuck. And he's like, "Look, I blew my fucking leg off." And he's like, "Did you blow your balls off too?" And he's like, "No, I still got them." Ask my kid and my grandkids. Jody's like basically asking Isaac Hayes about Sam, and he's like, "Look, there was something wrong with your uncle to begin with." He's like, "You know, I took him hunting one time, and he just liked." to kill things no matter what like he just got great pleasure in killing things and that's why he enrolled in the army and the kid goes yeah but isn't that what you're supposed to do you're supposed to like killing people for the army right and i'm like pump those fucking brakes you little creep and isaac hayes puts him in his place he's like i'm done talking to this shit he's like tell your mother i said goodbye goodbye also i'm gonna i'm gonna make some phone calls about you okay i'm calling dyfus and i'm alerting every local police station about who you are you're gonna get locked up you little fuck jody goes back inside and he overhears ralph basically saying ah you know 
They're over there fighting a war for oil. They wasted their lives. And he's like, ah, you're, he's like, ah, shut up. What would you know? And then like, without even like questioning it, his mother's just like, ah, that's it, Jody. That's the last straw. You're grounded. No party this weekend. You're not going to celebrate America. Go in your room. Yeah, and he's like, fuck you, ma'am. Worst punishment ever. Yeah, right. He loves going up there and playing with his toys. Yeah, seriously, locking that kid in his room to, with his own thoughts is the worst thing you can do for him. Are we, are we approaching Sam's fucking quote unquote resurrection? Yeah, we are because it's fucking midnight on 4th of July, Connor. Uh... And we are partying in the fucking graveyard. What the fuck were these kids doing? They're like drinking and they just happen to be like right next to Sam's grave they're spray painting swastikas on people's graves yeah cool dude hi 2018 too soon yeah that's fucked up they're also burning an american flag yeah like i said you're pissing off everybody with this movie (laughs) that was the big one but sam's not even in the fucking ground yet okay like when i say his grave i mean it's just dug and that body is still at his sister's house and these fuckers are just kind of like prancing around next to it and they're burning this flag and all of a sudden we cut back to the fucking sister's house and sam is like waking up and he's like, oh, somebody's somebody's burning the American flag. I better wake up. I smell communism. Well, he goes up to Jody's room and he just fucking rifles through the munitions box and just takes all the metals and just sticks them to his charcoal skin. He's stomping and heavy breathing all over this house and everybody just is asleep. And he's like, all right, I'm going to stick these right in my chest. I'm going to go see my sister, take a look at her ass, and then I'm going to go to the graveyard or something. Well, first, he doesn't go to the graveyard first. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Because first we have to we have to suffer through a fucking Uncle Sam on stilts. He's a peeping fucking Tom. He's a peeping Sam. He's a, he's a spying Sam. <laughs> also, for this fucking woman, get some goddamn blinds, lady. Okay, put up a sheet, put up a fucking towel, put up something. Well, especially when it's implied that this guy's done this before. I don't care what time of day it is. If you're dressed as Uncle... Why are you dressed as Uncle Sam at night? He's in disguise. He had the fucking costume for the parade, and he's like, oh, these stilts would be great to look in my neighbor's window. People two blocks away are gonna see you. Yeah, but, like, not a pair of binoculars in the bushes. I got it. Stilts. I'll walk on motherfucking stilts. Stilts and a giant red, white, and blue costume with a fucking fake goatee and a Halloween mask and a giant 10-gallon hat. You are asking for it, okay? (laughs) You're coming out and you're telling everybody, hey, look at me, I'm a fucking scummy pervert. Well, not to mention there's this woman walking around in her bedroom like you know in just a towel and she finally like takes the towel off to get changed and he's like so surprised by it he just falls backwards he's like whoa an ass six weeks of lurking and finally some action but like sean said she like opens the window she's like get out of here you pervert this time i'm gonna call the cops i'm like yeah, so this has happened numerous times. <laughs> what do you mean this time? She even knows his name. She's like, Willie, get out of here. Stupid man, only put up with this six or seven more times. Get out of here, George McFly. Uh, so Stilt Man, that's a, a comic book villain. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> Runs down the street, and he's not paying attention and, like, bonks his head in a fucking tree branch? No, no, wait. Before that, he almost gets hit by a fucking car, and I laughed out loud. Because he, like, walks away from the house and walks right into the street, and this fucking car, like, fished, almost, like, fishtails into him. Then he's just, like, walking through a park. 
talking to himself and he's like, who's there? Somebody's following me? Stop following me. Hey, stop following me. It, it, this is put together so poorly. Sam was just in his sister's house. How, yeah, how did Sam get there? How did he have, How did he suddenly get garden shears? Yeah, he's fucking cropsy all of a sudden. So the fucking dude whacks his face on a tree branch and just busts his... Let me tell you something. This guy has broken like three vertebrae, all right? He falls right on his back. Oh, that, that fall is brutal. And Sam comes up and he's like, I hope you got an eyeful. And he takes his fucking Uncle Sam mask and fucking garden shears his fucking face. Well, at least that's what we're suspected to believe because it cuts to black for about three four seconds of just sound effects yeah and then he's like cutting the pants of the stilt pants because they're super long so he dresses up in this uncle sam getup, which is creepy as fuck actually imagine how this movie would have gone if he just didn't and he just kept the stilts <laughs> <laughs> and he has like knives on the end of them and he like stabs people like a giant spider I mean, he just he's chasing after people just like god his strides are so long we can't get away from him yeah right Go under the bridge! Every ten steps for us is one for him. Just steps on a guy's head and just impales him in the ground. So then he's just magically in the fucking graveyard now. Yeah, he's got Jason Voorhees teleportation powers. Uh, like, what is going on here? Like, is it a supernatural thing? Like... Oh, well, I mean, who, who knows? Because we're never told. Yeah, but, like, even the way he comes back, like, you think it's the... You, you think it's because of the American flag, but is it because of that? Did he just wake up? Finally, again. Well, he was he was very much alive in in Kuwait when they found him. He makes a quip. Yeah, but like, did he did he just like hold out in the coffin? I, I don't necessarily expect uh, a reason to be given, but the fact that there's not even a, a mitochrome of a, of a reason given is just like really frustrating. And it gets even stranger when we get to Wheelchair Kid. Yeah, then we're getting... <laughs> Does that kid get a name, by the way? Wheelchair Kid. Fireworks Kid? Firework Accident Kid. I think he said his name once, and I missed it. Shades? Shades. I like shades. But yeah, no, yeah, it's never explained. You're just left to just... It just is a thing, I guess. I don't know. There's no reason. So he goes to the graveyard with these... Uh, these. Here's a here's a second Hocus Pocus reference for you. The, the gangbangers from Hocus Pocus are there destroying stuff. Yeah, Ice and the other guy. One of them has Ice shaved in the back of his head. And... Like, Sam picks up the spray paint bottle and starts just, like, kind of tagging this kid with it. He's like, yeah, stop it, man. Yeah, ah. He sprays him with three different kinds of paint, red, white, and blue, right in his face. <laughs> I get it. This guy, too, he goes, oh, I gotta go take a leak. Did the other two guys just run away after he said that? That's right. He's screaming and shouting, and it's like, the way that I saw everything happen, it's like you walked 15 feet away from the other guys. But, like, clearly that wasn't the case. No, because this guy's like, I'll be right there, guys. Go on. And he's taking a piss. They had, okay, for all this to take place, like, from start to end with this kill, like, it had to have been, like, 30 minutes or more to an hour. So these guys are walking down the street, and then they finally turn around, and they're like, huh, that's a long piss. I'm gonna, let's go back and check on him. And he's got, the other kid's like, I gotta go home. My dad's gonna be sober soon, and he's gonna hit me. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, John Hurt's damage to the multiverse. <laughs> God damn it! Has robbed people of their uh, of their sensory awareness uh, in so much that you can piss on a T-Rex leg and not realize that you're pissing on a T-Rex leg until it's too late. What had happened is I came back and I jump-started that coffin with my car! And that's how he came back from the dead. I mean, he was American. Now I've, I've created zombies. This is going very poorly. We're using them in the military now. <laughs> Was Uncle Sam John Hurt's fucking ultimate weapon? <laughs> I'm thinking so. He's like, I learned about it from Frankenstein, and I I went to the president and said, I have a plan. We are going to make Uncle Sam's for America. Raul Julia's like, Kuwait? Okay. 
No, Raul Julia has finally slipped into a Robitussin coma and just isn't speaking or moving. He's just sitting there. St- He's <laughs> tripping out on DMT. He's just staring at a wall. Friendly fire. It wasn't friendly fire. It was it was John Hurt and, <laughs> and fucking Raul Julia. They shot the chopper down. John Hurt's fucking car popped out of a wormhole and crashed into the helicopter. Oh, damn it. Now I'm just picturing John Hurt and Raul Julia as the men in black with those big fucking guns at the end of the movie. <laughs> We'll take it from here. Hey, you, Bugman, eat me. Eat me. Do it. INS Division 6. Uh, so Sam spray paints this kid into unconsciousness? It, he kicks him into his own grave and then starts burying him alive. Okay, now this had to have taken 25 minutes. At least, no, more than that. Are you telling me that you didn't have the survival instincts to crawl out of a grave? His leg is broken. And it's like popping out of his fucking jeans. I think I missed that when I went to get some water or something. But then here's the thing, like, this all happens, like, it literally happens right before your eyes. Like, he fills up this grave, and then we cut back to these two other assholes, and you're like, hey, man, that piss took a real long time. Uh, You think I should go check on him? And they go back, and the dude is completely covered, and then he's, like, ambushed from Sam, like, from behind, and then gets, like, choked by a fucking uh, flag uh, pole wire and then he hoists him up yeah he gets he gets raised like a flag on a pole yeah the kill's pretty cool actually what happens to the other one i forget what happens to the other kid oh the other kid he comes back later to sing the national anthem oh that's right we slam cut to the fucking school okay this scene is so bad because they cut to it and the teacher from before comes out he's like all right everybody everybody get their places and do their do their stuff for the fourth of july parade thing and then he like sees george washington like a little kid that's playing George Washington, he's like, where's the hatchet? And he's like, I don't know. So he runs back into the school, and he's like, where's that dang hatchet? And then Uncle Sam... Oh, oh, oh yeah, he's at the school. He's at the school, and he has the hatchet, and he fucking plants it right in his dome, and he's dead. How dare you go against Vietnam? This was my favorite kill in the movie, because that practical effect just kept squirting onto the ground. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> it was a good uh, head chop, but it's just so, like, it was so random. It was so disjointed, I want to say. That's the word I'm looking for. Hey, you know, Uncle Sam, Jody told him all about that comment about the Vietnam War. He wasn't going to have it. That's the thing. Like, is Uncle Sam psychic? Does he have some kind of ESP? What the fuck is happening here? Kind of? Sort of. He's got, like, the power of hell, but not really. He's like a demon, but not really. He's like a zombie, but not really. Hence why we would have liked some kind of explanation, even if it was stupid as fuck. It just gets more muddier as we go. So, like, right after that, we cut to uh, Wheelchair Kids, or Shade's house, and PJ Souls is the mom. So this poor kid, there was, like, an accident with fireworks that had happened the year before at the same barbecue festival that they're going to, and this poor kid is like paralyzed and like scarred up and is blind it's awful they're going to the festival and shades doesn't want to go because of what happened last year and his parents are just like no because you don't want to go we're going yeah they're like you got to get out you got to get you got to talk to some friends and his mother's like rightly so she's like oh friends like that's who caused him to be all fucked up we're never given the backstory of why this kid has been completely mutilated not completely it's definitely a firework accident as the mayor alludes to because he's like i don't want to have a god damn motherfucking thing like last year with that fucking stupid wheelchair kid it's like it's a very south park butters-esque line it's like well we can't have any nice things because butters burden the gym down well then you cut to uh jed firing a fucking cannon okay he uses this cannon again later in the movie but like is there a shell in this fucking thing is there a ball bearing in there i would have to assume there is it's functional and frighteningly accurate and it's right in front of the school and who is he shooting at he just blew the school up they just cut that scene out we have metal balls just 
just exploding for no reason later. Oh no, those aren't metal balls. Those are fucking ballistic artillery rounds or something. They're 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 destructive. They function like fucking straight up mortars. And and I'll be the first to admit that I don't understand how a cannon works, but I'm pretty sure you got to reload it after every shot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the, the ammunition is not just a lighter. Yeah. <laughs> That that magically uh, fixes itself after it's been lit. Yeah, the wick. He'd have to repowder, repack, put the ball in, and then put a new wick in and then light it again. There's a, there's a reason why we don't use cannons anymore. In like Gettysburg, it was like a four man team to load a fucking cannon. So go figure. And even then, they're not accurate. You're just like, eh, we're gonna fire this bunch of shit at those people over there and hope for the best. Yeah, that's not what they were for. They were just to shoot and hope it hit somebody. Like all firearms back then. Jody hears this fucking cannon fire and he's like laying in bed and he's like ha i can't miss this yeah (laughs) he's like there's people shooting shit i gotta go because military stuff he woke up like ah the smell of america in the morning yeah so he runs out of his room gunpowder and barbecue ribs jody runs to the the fair festival whatever you want to call for fourth of july and the mayor's up there like ah we got a little johnny here's gonna sing the national anthem give a hand for him little johnny (laughs) he's like a 17 year old fucking one of the scumbags from the cemetery and he comes up and he's singing the national anthem and he's just like screaming like death metal kind of like vocals for the fucking national anthem totally fucking it up and they end up just like stopping it and the mayor's like oh yeah okay that's enough. Get the fuck off the stage. And then someone stood up like, How dare you disrespect our flag? And then he drops his fucking pants and moons everybody. Uncle Sam is in the back like brooding, like looking at him like, You're done. You're next, motherfucker. You disrespect my goddamn anthem. I'm coming for you. Um, and then after this, they have the uh, potato sack race. What the fuck was this? Oh, wait. Right before that, we're introduced to Robert Forster. We get a couple rapid fire scenes that happened before this sack race. There's like a quick scene where uh, Jody runs up to Shades and he's just like, oh, how you doing? We should hang out sometime. Like, I wasn't there when the firework accident happened. Like, I really want to be friends with you. And he's like trying to get him to speak up, like break out of his shell, which I thought was like, okay, Jody might not be a total maniac. Well, let's be honest. The only reason Jody says he's like, I wasn't there for the fireworks accident. And he's like, I really wanted to see your searing flesh fall off your face. Yeah, but like, he's like, no, none of the other kids will play with me and you're blind. So I guess, you, you know, we can be friends, right? I read you my military comics. Did I ever tell you my Uncle Sam died? I got his medals. But like, it doesn't make any sense because like, it's just kind of pointless. Like, why of all times does Jody choose now to do that? Because uh, that's when the movie's happening. Because plot device. Because he saw someone who was uh, at a lower physical stature than him and thought it'd be easy to manipulate him because Jody is a budding serial killer. It, y- here's the thing. This guy's, this kid's name is Jody, right? And Shades acts like the witch from Phantasm. Yeah, kind of. That's that's actually right on the money. That's his purpose in the movie, to, like, tell them about all the bad shit that's about to happen. Then after uh, Jody talks to Shades, he walks off because the parents are, like, being weird about everything, and randomly from off screen uncle sam just like caresses his face he's like son i I can kill them i can get them back for you just tell me what you want me to do and and to shade's credit he's like oh oh, what the fuck scary scary crispy man yeah he's like who are you and he's like you don't need to see me to know what i look like or whatever and i'm like what the fuck is happening so here's here's this weird part because like sam all of a sudden becomes some kind of a harbinger of death 
he's basically talking to him like like he's some kind of like demon sent back to like do his bidding. Yeah, he like he sets up like some psychic link with this kid. Yeah, by touching his face, and now the kid knows everything. He's like, "Ah, oh, Sam's not gonna hurt me. That's your uncle, right? Yeah, he's dead." Yeah, and then Sam goes, uh, "What's up, Doc?" Yeah, basically, <laughs> you look like a doc. <laughs> he looks like a doc, doesn't he? So then, uh, there's this sack race. Oh boy. Okay. Have these the the writer and director between both of them? Have they ever seen a sack race at all in their life? <laughs> They were participating in one, maybe hurt, looked up one on the internet, anything, because usually sack races are from point A to point B, maybe 30 feet. Yeah, they don't go off-road through the fucking forest. It's not a fucking cross-country sack race, you psychopaths. Also, if somebody starts throwing elbows at me and I'm in some kind of potato sack, I'm taking that potato sack off and I'm going to strangle him with it. Uh, yeah, so this guy, okay, first of all, He's got, like, the sack, like, up to his neck. I think they did that just to, like, save on the budget because of what happens in a second. Yeah, this asshole's, like, running through this sack race and, like, like Connor said, dropping fucking elbows, kicking people off the fucking trail, and these people are eating shit. And I'm like, how did nobody stand up and go run after this fucking dude and just beat his ass? Because they're all losers. Unfucking believable While this race is going on and this guy's fucking knocking people's teeth out, uh, there's this quick scene where this teenager is cooking some, like, uh, rack of ribs or something thing and she steps away to go smoke a joint and she leaves like the meat cleaver over there and uh basically you know officer dickbag Luis's uh boyfriend comes over and is like huh at your age you get in a lot of trouble you better get back to work and she just like rolls her eyes and goes back and she's like where the fuck the meat cleaver go yeah he takes her fucking joints and puts them in his pocket and he's like mm, these smell great you could tell this movie is from the 90s because it's, it, it's attitude towards the devil's cabbage oh no this is the worst thing you could possibly be doing now go run along while I smoke this because I'm terrible hey you want some Kaminsky yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the munchies for Zagnon. There's also this scene where uh, Ralph is dressed like Abraham Lincoln, and he's talking to uh, Isaac Hayes, and he's talking about how, ah, the national anthem, what a shitty song. It's, you know, nobody can remember this. (laughs) You know, it's too long. He's like, I'll pay you 50 bucks if you can recite the whole thing right now. And Isaac Hayes is just like rolling his eyes like, okay, asshole, and he just walks away. He's like, see? You couldn't do it. He's like, William Scott Key never had another hit in his whole fucking life. Or, excuse me, Francis Scott Key never had a whole hit in his whole fucking life. I don't think that's how that works, Ralph, but okay. So, we uh, don't we slam cut back to the sack race, and, like, sh- Shithead has punched his last ticket and has punched too many people in, uh, tripped and fallen down a hill that should conceivably paralyze him. Well, it's like the scene in uh, Black Sheep when Chris Farley falls down the hill. It's, like, that bad. Except your limbs are all tucked into a bag. Like, he should be just a pile of broken bones your neck is broken yeah and, and he fell into like an abandoned junkyard like what the fuck oh it wasn't abandoned somebody was getting a blowjob in one of those buggies i don't know why he doesn't just jettison the sack and walk on foot because clearly at this point he's lost yeah but like why not just get out of the sack and walk back up the hill all of a sudden he's in like an orchard and sam is there and he's like hey buddy uh you know how to get back to the to the road yeah and sam is like teleporting as this dude advances up this pathway like he sees him between trees he gets a few feet more and then sam's there again then does it again and sam's there again the last time he fucking takes out the cleaver and hacks his head off yeah it's a decent kill which is pretty cool there should be more red stuff in here but there's there's a lot more uh family trauma than there is gore so you come back to the fourth of july barbecue and you see uh officer phil deputy phil with Luis, and they're walking around and he tries to throw his arm around her he's like ah you know uh this feels pretty good right she's like i wish you wouldn't touch me <laughs> and he's like ah what are you so worried about 
He's like, you're worried about Sam, aren't you? And she's like, uh, you know, I know it sounds silly, but yeah, I kind of am. And then meanwhile, like, Uncle Sam's, like, in the distance, like, watching this all happen, fuming. Yeah, and this guy's like, your husband's dead. Just let me fuck you already, for God's sake. Come on. I'll buy you a funnel cake. He's like, it's been three years of celibacy. It ends now. Pretty much. He's just, he's he's going hard on it, even though he sees she's visibly upset. Uh, is this when Sam goes to the shooting gallery? Yes. <laughs> and then we get a joke that is almost impenetrable. Nowadays, like, he's, like, nailing all the targets, and the guy's like, wow, man, you're shooting like that? You should go work at a post office. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's pretty fucking dark. It's not something to make light of. Question, why are we bringing a functioning actual rifle to this fucking event? <laughs> I don't know. Why isn't this a pellet gun? I was convinced it was a pellet gun until the next scene, and then I wasn't quite sure. Like, what asshole would do that? I don't know. Maybe he knew a lot about John Wilkes Booth, and he was like, this is what he used to kill Lincoln. This is what I'm going to use. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. That that gag has now suddenly dawned on me. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's right behind his fucking ear. Basically, it cuts to the next scene. You don't actually see what happens, um... Sam rips the uh, gun off of, like, the shooting range game while the uh, guy running it turns around to get the prize. Ralph is in this Dave Lincoln costume, like, sitting on the top of, uh... The dunk tank. He's just sitting there by himself, and Sally walks up, and she's like, Hey, Ralph, how long are you gonna sit there? Like, come on! And and she goes up there, and she looks at him, and she sees the bullet hole, and she's just like, Huh, real funny, Ralph. Like, come on! And then she, like, taps him on the shoulder, and he, like, falls 20 feet off the side. That stunt fall was really impressive. That guy ate shit. Oh, yeah, he did. Okay, so this is a big problem for me because, like, okay, now there's a dead guy at this barbecue. They react as if, like, the the grill broke. Why, oh, why do these people stay at this fucking place? Everybody stays. Nobody panics. Nobody freaks out. Nobody screams. Everyone's like, oh, it's so terrible. Anyway, are the hot dogs done? Oh, Abe's dead. Where's my fucking barbecue? This is the most unbelievable shit. Like, why... Look, fine, you're going to have this guy kill people at this at this barbecue, fine, but it all has to be on the down low because as soon as somebody finds out, everybody it's going to be pandemonium. Give me a fucking break. Uh, well, not to mention that when this when Ralph is murdered, Jody's just like, ah, he was just an asshole, so who cares? He was like, oh, he didn't like our country anyway. Now he's dead. Fuck him. He said we fought for oil. That's not true. We fought for the glory of America. Meanwhile, Congressman Robert Forrester comes in, and he's like, well, you know, I had to come out to this whole bunk town uh, do I still have to do the job or what? And they're like, well, you know, this will be a great media moment for you, Congressman. He's like, huh? Yeah, Congressman, Congressman. He, I, he's just, he's just, that's his character. Congressman Alan Cummings. And he's like, do I wear the sunglasses or do I not wear the sunglasses? What, what do you think? What do you, should I, should I wear them or not wear them? His character is basically like Senator Bad Guy from like X-Men or any of those films like that. He's just, he's like, I'm a dubious politician. I guess he's in it for like a second. He's in it to, to basically get killed off in a few minutes. Yeah, so this festival just goes on. Nobody leaves. Nobody goes home. Everybody keeps cooking. The only thing that really happens is there's this kind of, this, this short scene where Jody, Sally, and Luis are, are kind of like off in this side room. I'm not sure really where it's supposed to be, like in a barn or something. It's like in a garage or a barn or some shit. Why they're in there, we have no idea. And he's just standing there like, I don't know why everyone like says my Uncle Sam was like such a piece of shit. I don't know why you guys like talk bad about him. He was a, he was a hero. He was a great American. And they're like, actually, uh, maybe we should tell you the truth because, you know, it's just not getting through to you. And his mother's like, ah, oh, he's too young. And this, uh, the other one's like, oh, well, he's going to turn into Sam. He's like, aren't you Jody? He's like, yeah, I, I can't wait to be just like my uncle. And she's like, ah, oh, fuck, we got to tell him. Yeah. 
And then his mom's like, listen, Jody, like your uncle used to molest me when I was a kid and like beat me as a child and did that my entire life until your aunt came along and married him. And then I was so happy when they got married and he moved out so that I didn't have to be the victim anymore. And then she turns to the to the sister-in-law and goes, "Sorry." Yeah, like it's the most one of the most insensitive things I've seen said in the presence of an abuse victim. Like, I'm so glad he left because he wasn't abusing me; he was abusing her. Thanks for taking the L. Like, it's such a fucking like, ugh, it, ugh. I mean, this is where the uncomfortable feeling comes in, and what Connor was talking about earlier. It's just like I get what they're going for, but it's just like it feels out of place. I don't know. It's very heavy. I think it's a little too heavy, you know? If he was just, like, an overbearing dude, I I don't know. I mean, I get it. This kind of shit happens in the world. Like, there are people like this guy. Like For sure. But it's just out of left field, and it's, it's, I don't know. I don't don't know how I feel about it, because I I like it on in one hand, because it's just kind of like, yeah, this guy is, like, the ultimate evil. But on the other hand, it's just like, you've also had this kid glorify him up to this point, and then he finds this out, and it's like, oh! Like a devastating blow. But, like, I guess that's what it's supposed to be, but, like, again, it's this heavy-ass moment, and then, like, two beats later, a guy explodes from fireworks, okay? Right, right, right. (laughs) You're playing these two sides of the fence here, and they don't really mesh together well, you know? Yeah, like, it's listed as a horror comedy, but the horror comes from probably unintended places because there's a lot of uncomfortable elements, and the comedy is, like, just a bunch of whiffs. Yeah, I would not consider this movie a comedy in the least. There's, like, maybe one or two good gags, and everything else is just either very morbid or... Gory. It's not supposed to be intentionally funny, the things that are funny, I feel. This is what I tell Jody, like, hey, yeah, your uncle totally joined the military so he could just kill people. Yeah, like straight up. He likes to hurt people. That's why he joined the army. Also, apparently, uh, Shades, his name is Barry. Who could care? <laughs> said once. Who could care? <laughs> because nobody gives a fuck about this kid. No, nobody else does. They keep leaving him outside of the fucking house. They leave him outside. They leave him in the street. Nobody fucking cares. Deputy Phil walks in and he's just basically kind of like, all right, Jody, I got to talk to your mom and your aunt like you got to get out of here and he's like okay uh he also right before that actually he kind of hugs his mom and is like yeah i understand why you guys don't like uncle sam like he gets it now yeah as if he didn't get it before you fucking moron does he though no he doesn't i know that's all bad and everything can i touch your butt now or what is this jody or phil who are we talking about now (laughs) i'm talking about the cop (laughs) okay um he comes in and he just basically is like okay we found some more dead bodies uh this is way bigger than we thought it was we need to get you guys out of here and then the the fucking mayor just is like ah actually we're gonna have some fireworks yeah well right before that the the grill chick fucking just gets ko'd for no reason i was fucking pissed about this it's because i was just like what is his angle i thought he was going after people who were pissing on america or shitting on the flag or whatever well she's smoking a joint man that's illegal she's smoking a joint that's it's haven't you read that old 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 marijuana propaganda that still holds up it'll turn you it'll turn you black it'll make you gay <laughs> wait a second she's smoking a joint in that scene i think she was or i or if nothing else it's retribution for earlier in the movie when she tried to smoke when that's all it takes for him to kill you you did something morbidly uh illegal and he's like ah you're dead. They are fucking reaching for that scene. Give me that joint. Here, have a beer instead. 
That's more American. It's more American. Here, here, take this, take this drink. They'll destroy your family. Uh, and then doesn't someone say like, oh, yo, we, 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 the congressman went back to write his speech, and no one's seen him since. This fucking mayor is like, oh, goddamn it, we got, you know, these fucking, these goddamn kids, uh, these people were killed. We can't stop this fucking barbecue. What about the kids? This guy must have worked directly under the the mayor of um Amityville. Amity? Amityville? What? Where does Jaws take place? Oh, Amityville Island. Amityville. <laughs> It's just Amity Island. I want these jokers caught and hung up by the Buster Browns. You yell Uncle Sam. Everybody says, huh? What? You tell somebody there's a death at a barbecue. Everybody loses their minds. Apparently not, though. As, as we've established, everybody hangs out for fireworks. He's like, let's keep it quiet and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how do you, There's cops and people being put in stretchers and they're, they're dead. Five people are dead. They're in body bags. Not to mention the guy that looked like Abe Blinken got put in, on a stretcher and they left the fucking hat on as they loaded him to the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a little odd. So, so yeah, like, it just, it's just stupid because we're holding this to... We're trying to hold this all together and like there's no reason for any of these motherfucking people to be here anymore at all the congressman goes missing and the guy he was supposed to announce like the winner of the fucking barbecue or some shit and he's like all right well we're gonna go straight to the fireworks here we go wait a winner of the barbecue the barbecue was a contest apparently (laughs) that's the only part that they say it somebody just gets served the fucking head of the sack uh, boy guy and is like ah it's a little chewy yeah that's in the grill later and that girl's like oh my god the the head is in the grill that's right before she gets fucking 86th yeah Sam's like don't smoke hearty fucking horror the fireworks start going off and this big spotlight comes on and the fucking and and, uh, Robert Forster's like tied to this lattice where all these fireworks are yeah and I, I figured out why nobody left the party or the festival everyone is numb to graphic violence and death because they just watch this go down let me tell you something these people are smiling as this man starts getting lit up with like sparklers at first like it, it, it goes in stages up until the grand finale and people are watching they're going this is great eating a hot dog and shit like what the fuck people aren't screaming they're not pointing they're not going oh my god there's a man up there yeah the, the only guy that reacts is uh deputy douchebag he finally does something somewhat redeemable and he starts running up there this is his only heroic moment yeah but he takes a sweet ass fucking time because he's staring at him for a while and then like towards the middle of the fireworks he's like maybe i should go get that guy down he's like somebody should call the cops oh wait somebody call the state police oh wait Damn, I'm in outf- I'm in uniform. So he like he like doggy paddles up this this fucking hill to get to this uh, this congressman, probably knowing he's way too late. Oh yeah, because because this congressman gets blown sky high with a fireworks display that's probably illegal. As soon as he gets to the top of the fucking hill, Sam throws the fucking Acme switch and everything just explodes and Wiley e. Coyote is fucking burnt and he goes tumbling down the hill. And Sam grabs a flag? Okay, okay. First of all, we have to establish Sam's positioning. He was just at the fireworks control panel. Now he's at the bottom of the hill holding a pointed flagpole waiting for this dude to tumble chest first into it. This motherfucker tumbles down this hill. His back, like, falls right onto this fucking pole, and this pole goes right through him. And, uh, yeah, he's dead. I don't think Luis reacts to this, does she? She's, she just kind of leaves? She was screaming at first when he was falling down the hill, but she leaves before he even gets impaled. If I don't see it, it didn't happen. He's not dead. Do you think that everyone fled because of the fireworks or because they saw that guy get impaled? Like, were they still not sold on the guy, the, the congressman getting blown up? They still thought that was, like, an act? I think it was the impalement. It's a crapshoot. I mean, honestly, somebody probably saw a mouse, and then they all started running. They all ran away, and then I love how it cuts back to the congressman on fire and his fucking the bottom of his torso falls off 
I was like, oh, shit. That was pretty cool. Well, everyone starts running out, and uh, PJ Souls just fucking faints. And uh, the father's just like, ah, I gotta take your mother to the hospital. Here, you take care of my wheelchair-bound kid. You know, Isaac Hayes shows up. He's like, kids, what are you doing here? And, and he's like, hello, children. I'm sorry. And uh, he, uh, Jody's like, wait, wait, Isaac Hayes, my, my my Uncle Sam is here. He's dead. He's back from the dead. He's like, are you fucking crazy? And the wheelchair's kid's like, no, it's it's true. It's serious. I have ESP, and we, we communicate with each other via Rawhead Rex technology. I'm creepy now. Yeah, because like right before uh, the congressman gets blown up, Jody just ro- runs into him for whatever reason, and he explains that, I have some kind of connection with your uncle. He's the one doing this. Or something, or whatever. Like, what the fuck? This doesn't make any sense. We're never told anything about it. It's just kind of bleh. And you're fucking fed this shit, and you're like, okay, I guess so. I guess that's what we're doing now. So they, they can convince Jed and they go back to uh, Jody's house. This is the first instance of leaving this fucking kid outside. (laughs) They leave Shades outside. They go in. They're going to check the coffin to see if for sure that Sam is in there or not. Uh, And that's the only way that Isaac Hayes will help them stop him, essentially. He needs proof. Right. So they go in there. uh, I shouldn't say they. Jody and Jed go in there. They leave Shades outside on the sidewalk. (laughs) It's okay, he won't hurt me. Go ahead. It's okay. I know I know the house isn't wheelchair accessible. Just leave me here. There's just one step that he can't get over. It's not even a thing of stairs. It, it's, a, it's a bump. Sorry, you're going to have to stay out here with the murderous guy. They go in and uh, they open up the casket and the sergeant from the beginning that was trying to fuck everybody is just in there with his throat slit. What a hard dick. They, they show the scene where he's like, we were talking about earlier, where he's basically on the phone talking about how he's going to f- try to fuck this woman and... And uh, her sister, but there's never a scene of Sam killing him, so I guess that's just purely in there for shock value that he's in the coffin, but, like, I don't give a shit about this character at all. It doesn't make any sense either. It could have literally been anybody else. None of the people who died in this movie I gave a shit about anyway, so I I reacted to them with the same reaction I had with everybody, which was nothing. They're all pretty much assholes, like every single one of them that fucking eats it. Once Jody proves to Isaac Hayes that... Uh, his uncle is not in that coffin anymore. He's like, okay, we got to go to your aunt's house because he's definitely going to go after her. That's what I would do if I was him. So he's like, I got to go alone. Jody says that. Jody's Jody's like, Jody's like, well, where would you go? You know where I would go? Back for my wife. And I'm like, you're fucking nine years old. What are you talking about? You are terrifying. If I were, if I were Isaac Hayes' character, I would stop, pause, look at that kid and go, you're not going anywhere ever again (laughs) he tells him like 10 times he's like stop following me go away take you in shades and go the fuck home this poor kid getting pushed around in this fucking wheelchair (laughs) he just can't get a break they're just sticking him everywhere they can like he's a burden he's like will you just take me home please it's okay you won't hurt me i know him i know him he caressed my face once can i go home and go to sleep you think he's sleeping like in between Shots. Yeah, he's taking he's taking fucking cat naps in between scenes. He's like, Where's my hot dog? Did we get anything from the barbecue? A doggy bag or something? Did anybody bring me anything? He's the one with the plate with the head on, he doesn't even realize it. Eating the ear. He's outside like the mosquitoes are out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's my deet spray? I forgot to put my bullfrog on and I'm just getting eaten alive out here. Where's my uncle Gary Busey? He's supposed to make me a fucking motorized wheelchair. Ah, here, here I am. <laughs> Piss on America, piss on fireworks. Oh my, oh my god, I would this movie be a 10 out of 10 if Gary Busey showed up to fight Uncle Sam? With a werewolf. In in his own Uncle Sam costume. But the colors are reversed, like he's player two. What the hell are you talking about, Shades? What the hell are you talking about, Shades? Hey, get out of here. You tell me there's a goddamn zombie, Uncle Sam? 
get out of, get out of here, Sam. I'm going to shove my foot up your ass, Gary Busey. Uh, so they, what, what the fuck? Do they go back to the aunt's house? Yeah, they go to Sam's wife's house, and she's got all the lights off, and they walk in, and she just fucking is standing there with a butcher's knife. And Isaac Hayes is like, whoa, uh, put that down, you stupid asshole. And she's like, ah, oh, I thought you I thought you were Sam. And he's like, ah, oh, all right, well, put the knife down. Here's a gun. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, he's like, here's my service pistol. Don't be afraid to use it. Bye. And then he goes into the fucking uh, kitchen and like calls nine. He's like, dude, come on. He picks up this phone. And he's like, nine, one, one. <laughs> and he's and the phone's ringing and he's like, he's like, what? oh damn, well, I can't remember nine one two. Damn. <laughs> and, he's like, and it's a rotary. I wonder if Isaac Hayes said to the director, "You really want me to say this out loud?" Yeah, it's in the fucking script, Isaac. Okay, it's in the script, Isaac. What do you fucking think? And then he's like, and then he's like, "Oh, come on, pick up." And he's just like, this phone is just ringing off the hook for nine one one, and he sees that like the Uncle Sam mask is like right next to him on the counter, and then Uncle Sam walks in. And he's like, "Take a good look at me, Jed." I like how Uncle Sam's makeup changes numerous times throughout the film right i could have swore he looked different in the beginning like in the beginning in the beginning he has like some kind of like sloppy burn makeup on and then in his casket he just looks like maniac cop like he's all he's all demon and ghouled out and then here he looks like he looks like he just crawled out of the swamp yeah he looks he looks like ted danson in creep show i i can almost buy into it if it was supposed to imply that he was, like, decomposing more and more as the film went on. But, like you guys said, he was in that helicopter three years. And now he has a mullet. I don't get it. Yeah, his hair <laughs> his hair got longer. This is where you get the only possible paper-thin explanation for anything Sam is doing. And he's just like... He blames it on three fucking people of why he's back. He's like, he's like... Look at me, Jed. Look what you did. Look what you did to me, you little jerk. And... Jed's like, I didn't do this to you. And he's like, Yeah, I guess so. And then he th- and then he throws Jed through the fucking through the through a bookcase and he walks into the other room, like out of the kitchen, and he's like, Jody, I came back for you. You did this to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's just looking for people to blame. And I'm like, what the f- Yeah, like like I'm, okay. Obviously, your whole life you've been blaming everybody else for your problems and taking out taking it out on them. So I guess that makes sense why you're back from the dead. Jody's like Jody's like, but did I? And he's like, maybe you didn't. Luis, you did this to me. I came back for you. Wheelchair kid, shades, you did this. And that he kind of reminds me of the fucking mummy from Aquatine. Curse, curse, curse. Yeah, we know. Curse. Shut up. You gonna leave anytime soon? <laughs> then his wife fucking unloads in him, and she's a hell of a shot, dude. That grouping is amazing on his chest. Oh yeah, what is? I think it's there's a line from Archer where she's like, "Look at that grouping, all in the ten range." Yeah, it is. And he's like, "Ha ha ha, I can't die." And they're like, "Ah shit!" And Isaac Hayes is like, "All right, get out of here." And uh, Jody makes Isaac Hayes and the and the wife leave, and he's like, "I got this. Go get the cannon." Go get the cannon. Go get the cannon like it's next door. Yeah, it's all the way at the fucking school. Uh, and then he's like talking to Sam and Jody's like, Jody's like, why, why'd you come back, Sam? He's like, I came back for you. Came back for you. And he's like, I wanted to be just like it. He's like, oh, well, you gotta be dead. Is that a, is that a request? You wanna be dead too, Jody? Or something? You wanna be a demon or something? Or a zombie or something? Or whatever? Because fuck it. 
No, Uncle Sam, I'm good. Okay, bye. <laughs> I just need a I just need a haircut. That's all I need. Look, looks like they put the fucking cereal bowl on his head and gave him a fucking little trim. He looked like fucking Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. Meanwhile, Isaac Hayes is in this fucking pickup truck and he just attaches this cannon with a chain at the back of his truck and just starts driving down the street with it. I'm assuming he left I'm assuming he left poor wheelchair kid out in the front yard again. He did because like uh, jo- Jody's talking to Uncle Sam in the house and then all of a sudden it just quick cuts right to wheelchair kid and he's like it's here and then it cuts back into the house. <laughs> and he's like, "Come on, Sam, let's show everybody that I'm not afraid of you." Let's show everybody you're a good guy. Yeah, and then Isaac Hayes pulls up with the cannon in tow. Mind you, doesn't grab any of the cannonballs. And, and then Wheelchair Kid is still fucking just sitting outside the house. Uh, I, I, I kind of want the extra footage that was possibly filmed of just, like, of just Wheelchair Kid waiting. <laughs> That's in the director's cut. It's very hot out. I'm thirsty. Why, 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 where are my parents? Where's my hot dog? So, so Jed breaks out this John Woo's fucking cannon. He readies it and like Jody walks out on the porch with Sam and he's like, he's like, I'm going to go with Sam now. We're friends. Ah. And Isaac, Isaac Hayes is like, what the fuck are you doing, boy? And wheelchair kid's like, he's like, uh, he's like, it's all right. He knows what to do. And he's like, I can't shoot him. He's in the way. And he's like, he'll get out of the way. Light the fuse. And he lights the fuse, and he jumps out of the way and shoots through the fucking window of the house, and it explodes. There is a giant explosion out of the house. It's a fucking fireball. And and Jody jumps out of the way at the last second and goes, ah! No, I'm sorry. Jody would have been a, a a red smear on the red on the front lawn with how close he was to this napalm fiery death explosion. Oh, absolutely. Spoiler, Uncle Sam's not dead. He gets up, he's like on fire, and he's like walking towards Jody. All the while, Isaac Hayes is like, you tricked me! And then all the while, Isaac Hayes is like reloading this cannon, which seems like forever, which it probably would take. I don't know, man. That didn't seem like forever. It was about 12 seconds, and he had that fucking thing lit again. So he so he shoots it off one last time. You know, Sam's just about to grab Jody. It fucking nails Sam right in the chest, and he goes flying like 100 feet through the fucking bay window of the house, and again... It's like 12 pounds of dynamite just went off and the house just explodes. It Yeah, it needs to be said that they just totally fucking destroyed Luis's house. It's gone. That's it. It's gone. That foundation's fucked. And then it just cuts. It's also it's also on fire. So anything that left that was standing is going to be ashes by morning. And then her uh, her sister's like, "Well, you know, Luis, you know, you can always rebuild it. You got money, right?" She's like, "I used to keep all my money under the mattress. Fuck." <laughs> Good thing I'm going to be collecting all that money from the life insurance we took out on Sam. Good thing the military better start handing me some paychecks. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously, just like cover up money. I thought like before the cannonball sequence that this movie maybe had like 10 minutes left. This movie just kind of looks at its watch and goes, gotta go! Right after Sam dies, we cut right to back to Jody's house and he's like in his backyard burning all his military uh, toys and stuff. And then he just, and his mom comes out and she's like, yeah, good job. That's fucking gross. I don't want anything you to do with my brother ever again. And he's like throwing all his toys in there and he turns around and it's just like, he smiles and it just freeze frames on his face. And then the fucking frame just breaks like a Friday the 13th title sequence. And then it ends and then credits. Boom. And then his eyes turn red. You can't really explain it. No. And oh, P.S. Like over this, over the credits, there's like a spoken word poetry thing called desert storm that i guess the actor sam is like saying oh i i i know i i quit 
I quit when the fucking the, the frame shattered. I was like, and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm listening to this because I thought it was so weird. I heard started hearing people talking. I was like, oh, Uncle Sam mid credit sequence. Uh, no, he just has this. It's just this Desert Storm poem that he's reading, and then that ends. And then I stuck around, like, I fast-forwarded through the credits just to see if there was anything at the end, and there's totally a post credit scene. It's just an outtake of the guy on stilts falling and busting his fucking face, and one of the P... Oh my god, no way! <laughs> and one of the PAs running over from behind the camera to help him out, and then it just ends. <laughs> they should just have him, like, him falling and freezing in, like, Teenage Wasteland plays. He's like, yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> Jody's looking at him from behind a tree like, ah, yes. So, uh, this movie's trash. (laughs) This movie sucks. This is an absolute dumpster movie. This movie is appalling. I watch this every year for 4th of July, and, uh... Every year, without fail. Why am I not surprised? And we, we, you know, we did it, we did it special this year just for 4th of July. Yeah, um, it, it's, this movie sucks, but man, is it interesting because the, the weird completely inept social commentary that's littered throughout has to be spoken about. But it's always flip-flopping around. Yeah, exactly. You don't know who they're trying to play to because it's just like they're out to piss everyone off. Larry Cohen was just like a fucking straight centrist on this. He couldn't pick a side. No, I think that's the point, though, to, to show, uh, again, like you had said earlier in the episode, like to show how both sides are just too fucking extreme, you know what I mean? Right. No, I, I get it. I'm over-exaggerating my point just to make a joke, but... I think that's what we're trying to do here. It, it definitely hurts the movie that he wouldn't just... There's no statement ever made. Not that you expect a statement to be made necessarily in a horror movie, but it just it's just limp. It's limp. Nothing really is ever said. I think they do make a statement, and it's bold a lot of the time. I just don't fucking need it. All I needed was Uncle Sam dying in the war, coming back as a zombie, and just eliminating motherfuckers. He doesn't need a motive or anything, right? I mean, I mean, what is what is the mo like uh, the moral? Then it's just like don't just like feed into what the fucking government tells you like think for yourself like is that the whole message i guess the movie dead of night or uh, aka death dream is so much better with the political commentary um it deals with it deals with this soldier who dies in the war but comes home and his family it, it, it's like it deals with like the facts of the family coping with the fact that he was dead and now he's back but he's really like kind of like a zombie it's really fucking it's really fucking good and creepy um and that movie did it better this movie didn't need any of that bullshit and all it needed was jason Voorhees with the uncle sam mask on yeah and if you stripped away all the the brain dead social commentary it's not even that good of a slasher movie it, all the kills are too fast uh and they're they're too thin um and then by the time it gets somewhat entertaining and amusing, it's over. That's my that's my whole point. Like you're you're not giving enough of the goods. You know, you should have just went full bore. He should have just been eliminating motherfuckers at this barbecue like crazy. Instead, he has this weird like moral compass that he follows that doesn't always make sense. It doesn't because they don't stick to it, and that's a problem. And again, the supernatural elements don't make any fucking sense because we have no idea what they are even supposed to be. We have all these assumptions of what's going on, and they're never revealed. 
or brought or brought to fruition. They're just kind of oh, there it is. Oh, the movie's over. Sorry. Everything about this is very presumptuous. It's like, yeah, here he is. Why? Who cares? Again, it's never directly a- attached to the body itself. Like Sean mentioned, uh, Jason lives. Like him coming back, but like it was his body that they resurrected via lightning. Like this guy comes back literally for no reason because somebody burned an American flag. 17 miles away you know what i mean as paper thin as friday 13th is like as those movies progress you just get the idea like no jason is is possessed by the spirit of his, he's he's a wraith basically like he's a spirit of vengeance yes for sure i know a lot of people watch movies and they don't need any kind of explanation for anything and they enjoy them but like i don't know just for me personally i need something even if it's like a throwaway line uh, if it makes zero sense in the context of the film, at least something. Like, I don't know. It, it's a stupid thing to get hang up, hung up on, but I can't help it. I totally agree with you. I need it from this movie because there's not enough of everything else that there should be. There's not enough kills. There's not enough gore. There's not enough blood. It's one thing when you just want to forego the idea of explanation to make up uh, in every the department. Like, d- does Hatchet have a terribly complicated backstory? I don't think it does. A bunch of kids go to Louisiana to party and they hear of a legend and they go to this swamp tour and Crowley happens and that's it. Yeah, and holy shit, Hatchet is awesome. Hatchet has some of the craziest practical effects kills I've ever seen. But that was the whole point, you know what I mean? Uh, I think like, what was it? The Void recently. The Void is like trying to do something super complicated. It doesn't really succeed. But you can walk away from going, well, the movie's gross. <laughs> it's com- it's totally disgusting. I don't want to go too much on a tangent on that, but I was I was really disappointed by that movie because I was so excited for it, like the Lovecraftian themes and all that. I was that's that is basically the only reason I like it is because it's kind of it's it's part one Hellraiser, part two Lovecraftian, and then it's super disgusting. But at the same time, whatever it's trying to do doesn't really get off the ground. The effects are cool, but the story just takes a shit right in the middle, and that's bad. And like, uh, but with this, like, it's not gory enough. It's not funny enough. It's not entertaining enough. Well, it's entertaining at times, but for I- indirectly, it's entertaining enough that I spin it every year. It's the it's one of those things you put on when you're having like the barbecue, or you guys, everybody's just hanging out or something, and uh, you just look when somebody dies. Yeah, you point at the TV and you go, hey, look, there's that little shithead kid. Uh, but as far as where this goes, this is in the fucking garbage. Okay. It's not even in the dumpster. It's in a separate garbage can. <laughs> it can't be in the garbage. It's in the dumpster, but where in the dumpster? <laughs> I, I've taken it out of the dumpster and put it in a trash bag by itself. <laughs> I'm going to put this one in a flaming helicopter in Kuwait. And leave it there for three years. And just, and just you know, visit there every year to watch it, to, to look at it and be like, huh, that's a thing. Happy Fourth of July. And then fly back home. <laughs> um, you know, I'd probably wrap this movie in an American flag, set it on fire, and then just, you know, free throw it into the dumpster and just, you know, wherever it lands, it lands. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to take a knee during the Pledge of Allegiance, too? Yeah, you know, I'm taking a knee while I'm shooting this fucking thing into the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> this this will be our most politically charged episode. The only one. <laughs> it will be, and I promise it won't be anymore. It, it, you can't get around it when you're talking about this film. So no, it's it's too relevant. Like it's 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 scary on point. That that's the thing about it too. It's just like obviously this movie was made in '96. They didn't know where the world was going to go in 2018. But at the same time, like, it's impossible not to make those comparisons. No, especially, uh, yeah, of course, especially what's going on. And that, 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 that's my whole point where it's like, I didn't need all the political bullshit throughout this. All I needed was somebody died in a war, came back, 
uh, donned a fucking Uncle Sam get-up costume and just killed motherfuckers. That's it. That's all I need from this. Once you establish that as your premise, like the idea of you inserting political comedy into it is a complete nutter joke. This is not the outlet for that, you know? Yeah, that's. I think we've said everything we had to say. I, I don't think it was the worst movie we've ever watched, but it's definitely towards the bottom. I would I would take this any day over most of the things that we've watched. I would watch this ten times in a row than have to go back having to go back and watch House of the Dead once. Oh my god! Even watch the trailer for that movie. I'd rather watch this sixteen times. Exactly. I would try. I would. I would let House of the Dead die in a fire to save this. Okay. And then Sam just crawls out of the fire and is like, oh, "I'm not dead yet." Shoot him with the cannon. God damn it. I would shoot half the dead with a cannon. Shoot the dumpster with the fucking cannon. I might shoot. I I might shoot Uva Bowl with a cannon. I haven't quite made up my mind yet. Oh, I'd, I'd like to see you try that. Oh, go ahead with your stupid Hollywood cannon. Go ahead. I will punch it into the sky. He's gonna hit the cannonball mid punch and just just fucking blow his whole arm out. He fucking no. Actually, he like puts on a big yellow boxing glove and just knocks it out of the air. He's like, oh surprise. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He punches it into the fucking next galaxy. So that's it. That's Uncle Sam from 1996, directed by William. Lustig. If you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Follow us at Movie Dumpster on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also check out our sister podcast, The Phantom Zone, hosted by our very own Connor McGraw. You can find them at phantomzonepodcast.wordpress.com. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. I was proud of you. You were like a hero. And now you're killing Americans? Americans? These are the same people that left me to die in the desert. Well now, now they've gotta face me. Your Uncle Sam.